you are listening to Bossy Bridges with Lisa Schinniger and Julia Dumay, and we are joined this week by Carly Lane. Hi, Carly. Hi. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're very excited to have her here because she has a lot of opinions about our topic this week, which is uh, the X-Files reboot rumors. Oh, man. And uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about reboots in general. Um, But so, like, to kick it off, I guess, Carly... um, where where were you when you heard they might be rebooting? Um, I actually listened to the I was listening to the Nerdist podcast mm-hmm. that Chris Hardwick does, and he was interviewing Jillian Anderson. Oh wow! Which I guess which I guess was I listened to that interview probably like once a week because her voice is so soothing. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> basically, he asked her straight up. He just said, you know, if this was a thing that was going to happen, would you get, would you do it? Or I think she posed the question and he was like, I would be delighted. Like, let's make this a thing. So they started the Twitter hashtag, the X-Files 2015, just to see what the fan interest would be. Oh, wow. Um, which blew up apparently. And then there was the whole (laughs) news that Fox was talking to Chris Carter. And so I don't know. I think it's still a rumor, but they've all said they want to do it now. So yeah, they're they're thinking, yeah, Chris Carter had that, uh, that pilot for Amazon that got picked up to series and that took about a year of nothing happening and then they dropped it. So it's not like he's got anything going on right now. I don't think (laughs) he's got nothing else going on. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know about you guys, but, um, like I'm of kind of torn about the reboot idea <laughs> because mm. I love the X-Files so much. Oh like I love the gosh. X-Files so much that even season nine did not kill my love for it in any way. Wow. Um, like, so, but then the second movie came out and I did not like the second movie so much. Oh. Um, although it was really nice to see like that they had found some measure of happiness, but it was all, it was so gloomy and horrible and mm. <laughs> really disgusting. And I was like, if, if this is what they're going to make more of, I don't think I'm on board. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, like, Jillian Anderson as Scully again, like, please, oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. More forever. Yeah. Like, that's, God, like, X-Files, I can't even, one day we'll have to do an episode about just, like, formative media experiences. Yeah. Because mine can all be traced back to X-Files. Like, I first watched that when I was in, like, fourth grade. And mm-hmm. it was like, I'm like, everything about my media preferences now, there's probably, it can all be traced back to X-Files, I suspect. Um, and I, I, like, this is the first I heard about it when we said we were going to do this podcast. That was like the first I'd even heard about that. Oh, wow. This, okay. These rumors. So I'm like, wow, this is, huh, that's really interesting like I had no idea this was even a thing and knowing that Jillian and Duchovny have both said like they'd be interested I'm like huh that on the one hand I'm like no don't leave it alone just let it those last couple seasons were just proof enough that it's it's over we need to let it go but then I'm like oh gosh but more I I don't know. It's like going, you know, it's like going back to a place that you loved as a child, as an adult, is what it feels like, where I'm like, I'm not sure I want to do that. Not sure I want to ruin the memories. Yeah. Carly, how about you? Are you you all in or are you torn like we are? See, I'm torn too because... I know, like, like Jillian Anderson right now, she's really invested in promoting the fall mm-hmm. and making sure the fall can, keeps going on. Um, and I love her in that, but also, I mean, I'm a fairly new, new to the X-Files. Like, I, I started, I watched a couple episodes. I think Jules, you showed me yes. like a few, you know, we watched a few several years ago together, you know, squeeze i remember and um <laughs> you're welcome the one with the first one with tombs and then it was funny because the other day i just watched um i think it was terma is the one where Mulder and Krychek yes. uh, get kidnapped oh in Russia with the black with the black the oil. Black and I was like, oh. The black <laughs> oil. Krychek. I, like, I was like why do i remember this one of them in the woods? Oh, i remember i watched it with Jules. So like I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a way that they could do, um, maybe a limited season, mm-hmm. like a, like a mini series, even mm-hmm. not an ongoing show because I mean, both Jillian and David have said like, no, we don't want to do, right. you know, 
six more seasons of this, but I feel like even just 10 episodes where they just kind of have a small, maybe a small overarching plot would be kind of interesting. Or somebody suggested the idea of, you know, you go into Mulder's office and there's a side door and you, and there's this whole setup where it's like agents of shield where Mulder and Scully are like supervising younger agents, but still, but still running stuff like Coulson style. And I say, I I'm all behind that idea. So Uh, I feel like that would be a fun way to kind of update it. Yeah. While still. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, like I, I've seen some ideas floating around about, um, like uh, playing with time somehow, like timeline, um, mm. to sort of retcon a lot of the things that came that weren't so popular, <laughs> and sort of turn the show in weird directions, like um, the miracle not alien baby and Mulder's abduction and whatever was happening with Reyes. Um, so like I've seen like it be like a proper reboot where the details of the universe have changed somehow, so that it's not like. Mulder and Scully living in their farmhouse and running agents on the side. Um, but like something where it gets them back into the FBI proper and sort of ignores all of the really, really weird, bad late season stuff, Ugh, which yeah. I would be totally on board with yeah. because as much as I enjoyed watching it at the time, it just doesn't like, I don't see how you go forward. Cause yeah. especially at the, the end of the last movie, I think it left them in a place where, um, um, they're kind of like their demons are sort of put to rest, like, and like, we got a whole movie of they don't care where their kid is and it's been years. So like, why would they be, you know, like, just pretend that never happened, like I try to do, um, instead of yeah. trying to pull all the details together. Um, maybe like, if they identify a jumping off point and make it like a, an AU kind of a thing or like, like Dreamland, um, where time changes, um, or the what's the one in the Bermuda Triangle? Um, triangle. The triangle. Love, yeah, oh, that episode is so magnificent. Like jumping triangle, around in time, that great. kind of thing. Yeah, like that would be really cool. And like, there's so much. Like I saw the first episode, the first time it aired. Like I've been watching since. Oh wow! Um, I remember the first commercials when it was like in that summer yes. when it was coming. Don't watch um, it alone. I, I actually found I have a TV Guide magazine from. I don't know when, but it's got like one of the first like ads for it. And I was like, they're like pilot oh on whatever gosh. date. And I like, I, well, I threw it away finally because I'm not a hoarder anymore, but I was just like, Oh my God. I've been watching it for so long. And there are so many shows that like try to do the same kind of a thing to varying mm-hmm. degrees of success. So I just don't know like what the X Files has to offer that you wouldn't get from something like Fringe or, um, from Agents of Shield or even from the Blacklist. Like, what yeah. what can what can an X Files reboot offer us besides our favorite moose and squirrel back in their FBI suits <laughs> and yeah. chasing after little green men? I mean, you bring up an an important point, which is that a lot of the not quite cop show, a lot of the genre procedurals now, mm-hmm. a lot of genre TV now can really be traced back to X Files, um, and so much so many of the like partner dynamics and um conspiracies i mean i think there's so much on tv now that can be traced to x-files's influence that a lot of the stuff that you know we take for granted now was really surprising at the time um i mean i think the way me Carly and I started watching it was because uh, it was like during the brief dark time of my life where I was really into Supernatural. Oh. Um, <laughs> and But we were watching that together and, I, and it has a lot of the same writers um, and is and I was like, okay. And I'm like, most of the time I could call like 10 oh, before the Kim first Manners. commercial how an episode was going to go because I had seen enough X-Files. I had like grown up on X-Files that I could say, oh, by the end of the first 15 minutes i'd be like okay i know what's happening it's this and carly was like how are you doing that (laughs) are you a witch you were like did josh (laughs) shaban write this episode like exactly yeah i could call it um but you know so many things i take for granted on tv now can be traced back to x files that would it really have the same sort of magic you know Mm -hmm. if it's not doing anything new anymore yeah, like, I, I remember it being weird, like, at the time, 
well, weird for a lot of people, exciting for me. The 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 woman was the skeptic. Like mm. um she he was the weirdo, like the really emotional like basket case, like yeah. always running off and putting himself into jeopardy. And she was like this really rational, science minded, like that was a new dynamic, but you yeah. see that all the time now. Like um and then the idea of like you have the monsters of the week, but then you also have the myth arc happening at the same time. Like a, most shows do that now. It's really hard to find uh, one or the other. Where um, in genre, it's either you're on the main season arc or you're doing something goofy. Like mm-hmm. so, like those those aspects of it. I don't know where they'd go with that. Um, it would be kind of nice to see like a more cynical, what a more cynical X Files looks like because it was pretty cynical to begin with but yeah (laughs) um like 20 years later and we've seen that like um a lot of that cynicism was earned like how does it go forward from there yeah yeah well you make an interesting and important point as well um which is and i'm i think carly one of the reasons like either when you and i started watching this together or like right before it was interesting i think you had mentioned sort of that you'd noticed that dynamic seemed to be common in partner shows now where you've got a mixed gender partnership that now it's like always the male character who's kind of the the wacky weird one and the female character who's the down-to-earth one um that you've got these like genius wrangler shows where you've got a male genius who has all these crazy ideas and the female character who has to kind of keep him in line and rein him in um right and like chris carter specifically said at the beginning that he wanted to do that dynamic because at the time it was really unusual it was a total mix-up a total reversal of what people expected in terms of gender roles you know to not have the free-spirited woman with her head in the clouds who needs to kind of be kept kept down on the ground by a man um, but now it's sort of the reverse has become the cliche part. I, th- again, think in large part, thanks to X-Files, um, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see whether that was still quite as, as powerful now or whether mm-hmm, they're going to yeah. fall into the same like genius wrangler dynamic. I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because I mean, I'm even as I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking like two big examples are bones and castle mm. where you know on bones brennan is the is definitely the genius who is socially awkward you know almost i think at the beginning they were kind of playing it where she you know didn't understand modern colloquialisms yeah. and it was just like you know didn't know how to interact with people and i think they've kind of pushed away from that but booth was you know the believer and the you know you know he had the faith which was kind of an interesting dynamic and then castle i mean you have beckett who is kind of more of the the straight-laced cop and castle you know nathan fillion just being nathan fillion like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, making charming pulling and... faces and you know making frequent fire firefly tongue-in-cheek references right. and you know yeah. bless that his little but, socks but yeah they definitely um owe that i think in in large part due to Mulder and scully because that was that was sort of the the ancestor, I guess, mm-hmm. of kind of taking that original trope and just flipping it on its head. Yeah. So. I well, like. There's oh, something sorry. else. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. Uh, well, I don't want to push um the no romos out of the picture. Oh <laughs> no romos. But uh, like a big, I think a big factor of the X Files original success was that tension between Mulder and Scully. Oh that, gosh, yes. You know, um, and so like if that's resolved, like. They're, they live together in a farmhouse or they're agent partners or whatever. You know, mm. they've got 20 years of history. Like, what happens when that tension dissolves? Because, like, the show was largely the same once um, Mulder left. Mm. Um, and they brought in two characters to sort of fill his role uh, against Scully. Um, but it never quite worked the same. And I think it was in large part because that chemistry between... Um, Anderson and Duchovny was so like it was so strong oh, and it was, it was so compelling. Bonkers. God, that was right. and crazy. And I think I think they still have it. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, for you sure, you see them goofing yeah. back and forth on Twitter, and everybody just goes 
nuts just totally yes. insane like it's just stupid stuff where they're like plugging their shows to each other and everybody's just, like losing oh. their minds oh i would like God. to don't even get me started on duchovny's book i would just don't like even to get me started on duchovny's book holy cow and say oh, how God. lovely i find that because my impression was like by the end of the show they couldn't stand each other well, so yeah which i'm like yeah. fair enough no. i mean you work with I, someone day in and day out for seven years you're gonna get a little tired of them but i'm so glad that they've like kind of moved past that and aren't buddies again because yeah just, well oh. there's my heart. There's a couple of uh, interpretations of that. Like the story goes that they couldn't stand each other to begin with. Like, right? Because she was she had no acting experience really. This yeah. was her first big job, and she even admits now that she had trouble memorizing her lines. And they actually had somebody from Fox like call her in and say, you know, if you don't get your act together, Ugh. like we're gonna have to have a more serious conversation. Yeah. And they were, and she were like, I basically just had to find a way to learn my lines. Yeah. Like, so, and then she got pregnant, and mm-hmm. it, and that was another thing where they almost fired her. Yeah. So yeah. I think there was a lot of and Duchovny, tension. I think thought he was like the big man, like the show was Mulder's show, and yeah. she was kind of the sidekick. And then yeah. it turned out to be like everybody was as interested or more interested in Scully as they were in Mulder. So like I think there was some tension there. And then there's there have always been rumors about um, personal tension that they had slept together in that first yes. season and it oh, created a lot so of problems much great. Oh, yeah so much great I, you're taking me back to like the first years i spent right? on the internet like when we first <laughs> yeah. was, i was gonna say baby fandom to, right? yes, total to baby my fandom. mailing list days yes oh, was yeah the usenet oh. group all x-files um yes just like so many rumors flying around and i remember so much like that was my first um the x-files was my first like fandom where i found fan fiction mm-hmm. like i think i found same. star trek the next generation around the same time like fandom wise like online um like finding out that there are other people who sat around and thought about shows when they weren't watching them as much as i did yes um but i just remember like it blew my mind people were yes. writing stories about like Mulder and scully getting sucked into our world and like taking the place of duchovny and anderson and like having to pretend to be these people and it yes. was just like i was like that was like the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> there was same. No going oh, back after that. Same. Same. Definitely. Gosh. Oh, yeah. but yeah. I mean, the whole thing with like Jillian and David, like she basically admits that it would have been nice to have had more of a friendship in the early years, oh. especially once the X Files kind of jumped off and became a huge success uh-huh. because they didn't, they were kind of launched into this you know into the spotlight and she's like well it would have been nice if we had been getting along so it was somebody else knew what i was going through to have that support right. but it seems like now they've kind of resolved all their yes. issues which is makes me happy yeah, me too oh i'm so <laughs> delighted by it well and oh. i know i i just really love that they know what they're doing when they do that kind of thing yes like, they know exactly how they've had 20 years of people freaking out every time they did anything like i just really like how they've come around to this place of being able to play with it you know yes um because i know both of them went through periods where they were openly resentful of the attention Mm -hmm. that they were getting and um you know and i think both of them are probably probably not vocally but probably still have a little bit of resentment that they haven't really moved past um those roles very much like in the public eye like um duchovny i don't i as much as i love him and loved him (laughs) as Mulder, like he's just not really a strong enough actor to kind of mm. break out and come up with something new. No. Jillian um, Anderson, though, is such a strong actress. Like, she's... Oh, she's amazing. I wish that she would really... Like, The Fall is the first time she's really connected with something that um, had the ability to let people see a different side of her, even though it's kind of similar to Scully in some ways, the role. Um, it's kind of like a harder Scully, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But, so I'm really happy that, like, she's getting recognition for these roles that... Um, are are kind of not Scully, although they're similar still. I just really wish that she could find something that was completely different, like that people would be able to see, like what she can do. Because she was so great in like Bleak House, and she's um, oh, what's the one? The House of Mirth. Oh um, yeah, yeah. She was just phenomenal in that, but like nobody saw it. And <laughs> the X Files still wasn't over, so it kind of got um, like it didn't get very much attention. Like I think yeah. only probably Die Hard. Um, literature fans and Scully fans went to see it. <laughs> Yo. Um, 
And she's done a lot of stage acting yeah. too, which I think, she, I mean, I've heard that she's been phenomenal and like she just did Street yes. Crime Desire and, you know, Ugh. oh, I want to see that so badly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, even like Hannibal, mm-hmm. I watched, I watched that just for her, really, just for her scenes with, yeah, at, the, at this point, with Mads and like, Isn't that she's like the psychiatrist, but, which is kind of a different role, but at the same time, she's not really given a lot to work with. Right. It's mostly just sitting in a chair and reacting, psychoanal- to... psychoanalyzing a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I, I think, like, I don't know, like, I feel like uh, what I'd really want from a reboot is an ability for us to see, like, what she could do with this really familiar character after twenty years of, yeah, you know, knowing the character and also like developing her own craft, like, um. The Scully that you see in season one is not the same Scully that you see in season nine. And, Mm. like, to see what that would be in, like, season 22, basically, would be fantastic. I'm really excited to see what she would do. Duchovny, I think, would be the same. (laughs) I think Mulder is Mulder is Mulder. Yep. Oh, Oh my God. Um, So I'm... You know, like, I, it's terrible because when I started the show, I was so in love with Duchovny and Mulder. Like, they were, mm-hmm. that was my favorite. And by mm-hmm. the end of the show, I was like, I do not care. And now I'm kind of like, I kind of care a little bit, but I'm, I'm really more interested in the Scully show. Yeah. It's a complete flip flop. Same. Yeah. Um, so Chris Carter, I guess, um, we talked about it a little bit that he had the, he had an Amazon pilot last year and it got, um, it got a series order uh and it's been about 15 or 16 months something like that and it's supposedly been in development but it mm. never actually happened mm. and then about a month ago or so they said oh by the way uh that's not happening we mm-hmm. we killed that so didn't they shoot the pilot or yeah, something the pilot or release the pilot online yeah it was I on, I heard something it was about one of those that, and then nobody watched yeah it. amazon pilot season and what happens is they put them all on amazon and you go and look at them and then you um vote on which ones you want but it seems like amazon just picks everything up whether you vote for it or not um because nobody really there was like nothing the only thing the only reason i wanted to, to get me i think it was called the after um, the only reason I was excited for it was because it had Aldous Hodge in the pilot. Oh, nice. And I will, I'll watch anything with Aldous Hodge in it. Um, from Leverage and Friday Night Lights. Like, oh, I, so I just want him to break big because he's so great. Um, but the after is not going to be it. Um, oh, dear. So, like, if you look at Chris Carter's IMDb, like, he hasn't done anything. No. Like, nothing since the X-Files. Um, like anything at all the after was it like that was his first thing trying to do and, the, and you know nothing happened with it so like does he have the capability to do anything but x-files or is it just like i don't know like i'm do interested we, in finding out would we want him to be running the x-files again like, i i don't know i i think i'd be okay with that i'd really like it if they could get Vince gilligan again yes Oh, be so amazing! That would be great. I just watched. I just watched uh, one of his episodes the other day, uh, and I was just like, every time a Vince Gilligan episode comes on, I'm like, it's just gonna be so good because I watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, pretty much just, just you know, marathons the crap out of it in time ta- <laughs> in, in, on Netflix in time for the final season, and uh, just talk about an amazing amazing show mm. from start to finish. Like I, I found no fault with it. Pretty much. Yeah. And it was interesting because I had friends who were also watching Breaking Bad and the and the series finale of Breaking Bad and the series finale of Dexter oh, yeah. were airing the same day, I think almost the same, maybe even the same day, um, if not the same week. And it was basically an example of this is how you end a show versus this is how you <laughs> right. end a show. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, there I were mean, a lot of um, writers and directors for The X-Files who went on to... Um, to other things and some successfully not some not so successfully some of the names i'd like to see come back are um like frank spotnitz Mm -hmm. vince gilligan obviously um glenn morgan and james wong yes darren morgan guys from homeland uh oh yeah alex ganza and um i can't remember the but they they're showrunners on homeland now yeah um so Darren Morgan did small. He wrote Small Potatoes. Yes, um, Morgan which and is, Wong. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, and Morgan and Wong. Um, 
Did they do Harsh Realm with, or did they do Millennium? I don't I, Millennium. Okay. And they also, I think, um, did the Final Destination series. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, there are a lot. Of, oh, Darren Morgan also worked on Fringe. Um, oh. So, like, we know he's probably still got the chops. <laughs> I'd like to see him come back. Um, yes. But then, you know, then you get into the the sort of the rut of bring back all the old names and, you know, but what new are you going to bring to the table? Do you guys have anybody? Yeah. I know we haven't really talked about it before, but um, do you have anybody that you would want to see involved in the sh- in a reboot of the show? Either as a oh, a wow. full-time series, like Carly's Idea, like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of a, a version, or like the limited series mm. in front of or behind the camera? Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I don't know. Yeah, I like both of those ideas. And we've talked before about uh, how... We really like the mini series format, I think, on this mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm a huge fan of mini series. So that if you were gonna do it like the same sort of thing, just Mulder and Scully, um, that's sort of what I'd want to see is like a mini series format. Or but I also really like that sort of passing the torch idea, like maybe Mulder and Scully show up now and then, but for the most part, you just have a new team um, right. of like, I don't know, young agents or something, a bunch of young misfit agents who are packed off to the X-Files. And, yeah. Um, a bunch of little Gosh, spookies. I don't know who I'd want to <laughs> see, though. That is tough. Hmm. Um, I'm yeah, gonna just... I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Aldous Hodge because I think Chris Carter right. owes him one sure. <laughs> for, for oh, losing that Amazon so deal. I would just love to see him like walk into X Files headquarters and be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Mulder just comes up and claps him on the shoulder, like, "Welcome home, kid." Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. amazing. Okay, we're hiring Carly to write it right now. Nice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm on board. I, just, I don't know. I love the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. format. I feel like if you, I mean, you wouldn't have to be exactly that, but just the idea of ushering in a line of new recruits mm-hmm. would be a way to keep it updated. Yeah. But then also bring back the nostalgia of the Mulder and Scully partnership and they could still come in and just kick butt every once in a while. Yeah. And then Scully would still miss out on aliens or whatever. Right. Yes. She'd always be turned the wrong way and you Mulder look can... the wrong way. Get hit they on come the head. In... The baby agents need help, and they come riding to the rescue. And Mulder throws his gun, and Scully looks the wrong way. <laughs> yes. The ship rises up. Like, oh, oh gosh! I'm just gonna we're, we're just gonna spend the rest of the episode doing X Files fandom in jokes at this. Yeah, Let's just pitch Sorry. episodes. Right okay. Now. Yes. Yeah, that. I think I think I think we'd be great showrunners. I really. I do. have to agree. I think so. I definitely agree. I'm trying to think of like kind of not huge actors um who would be good in it i hmm. the only thing that makes me really sad is that we wouldn't be able to bring back crycheck no oh yeah well, i i no, i but... saw him in once upon a time recently yes! and i was like cry that's yeah. right oh he God. pops up every hansel and gretel's father that's right yes. it was amazing every once in a while like um something that films in vancouver will have back like a very small like character part um and it'll be somebody who was on the x-files and i get so excited to see those faces like i really would um behind the scenes i would like for the x-files reboot to go back to vancouver because i think it was never the same after it moved to la yeah um yeah like atmosphere wise and like um it just seemed like the vancouver stuff seemed more intimate i guess like Mm. but once they moved to la like they started getting bigger names and um, more familiar faces and it just wasn't the same um yeah so i'd really like to see it go back to vancouver plus like now i've got uh, another 20 years of um faces that i would recognize from canadian television and from other <laughs> other things that are filmed in vancouver so it would be yes. like supernatural yeah, yeah exactly exactly supernatural guest stars Every, the crossovers uh, with supernatural would be amazing uh, oh, oh speaking God. of tim amundsen that's who i want to get on the x-files reboot oh, oh. From right. Gallivant? Yeah. <laughs> From Gallivant. I love that that's the first thing you go to for. <laughs> Beautiful. I haven't even seen it yet. I just know it from GIFs on yeah. Tumblr. Yeah, nice. All... Well, he was on... I haven't even watched the he show He was on uh, Psych Forever, and he was he's actually guested on Supernatural. Um, and he's just a really great, like, character actor. 
Um, and he can play really stiff and um, agent-like, or he can play something a little crazier. Um, so it would be really like he he can bring a lot of gravitas to a project, or he can bring a lot of goofiness. So I would really like to see him involved some way. Like while I'm fan casting, I'll just throw him in there too. Can we also? I just want to put in a vote for Mitch Pelegi. Yes. Oh yeah, Skinner. he's got to be back. Uh, Skinner's got to come well, back. And the last thing I saw him in, I think, was Sons of Anarchy. Oh, was he in that? Um, he, I'm pretty sure he plays, like, a white power. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> like, a neo-Nazi, uh, like, drug lord or something. Oh, my God. And, and, then the, and he's, like, a recurring character on the show. So he, you see him in a lot of scenes with Katie Seagal. And I'm pretty sure that's him. But he's all, like, tatted up with, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much the exact opposite of, Skinner. oh my god <laughs> um but he's so good i mean it's just, it's such a meaty role and you can just tell he's sinking his teeth into every scene like i'm gonna act the crap yeah. out of this and just be like he basically just throws himself into it but um yeah so putting my vote in for him because i'm pretty sure he's not doing anything right now what about... yeah he's i love him um it would be okay. really neat to see like what happened to skinner after he stopped having to control Mulder and Scully like yes. his life get better like, is he happy? Skinner's life is so much better yeah they're gonna cut just, to like a scene where they pull him out of retirement he's like has a he's like a camp I was about to oh <laughs> see I was gonna go with lying on a beach okay no oh, oh there you um, go did you guys ever read um television without pity the Jessica did the recaps for the x-files and she had this whole thing where Skinner and Doggett were gonna go off and have a house of pancakes in like, Vermont <laughs> together like Yes. Real Vermont maple syrup. Yeah, like, they had, like, it was like a cabin, like, hotel and a house of pancakes, and it was like... <laughs> oh, God, they could run a and b Yeah, exactly, like, and I think that's the perfect post-series, like, I'd love for them to go, like, they have to pull him out of retirement, and Doggett walks around the corner like, hey, what's up? <laughs> God, they make, they make the call, and then they just stop by, and Doggett's coming around the corner with a jug of maple yeah. syrup, just like... <laughs> Oh, didn't know you guys were coming. They make the call, and Skinner just wants to go home. They're like, Skinner, we need to reopen the X-Files. And Skinner just, like, wants to walk outside and blow his brains out, because he's like, oh, God. No, don't. They call him on the cell phone he never uses, and he's like, God, I never want to. He's like, where's my (laughs) belt? I have this cell phone. He's like, where's my belt? I'm going to go hang myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's like, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. He won't answer their calls. And they show up at the house. <laughs> he's just like, it'd, God. It'd basically be like the episode of Parks and Recreation where the government shutdown is over and Leslie has to go find Ron in his cabin <laughs> in the woods. Skinner, Skinner was Ron Swanson. He yeah. He's the proto-Ron Swanson. Skinner. Yeah, he was like the bureaucrat Ron Swanson. Like, if Ron Swanson didn't hate the government so much, he would be Skinner. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so, Fox, hello. Give us a call. We are You're we are welcome. ready to go. We, <laughs> we have some brilliant We can assemble a writer's y'all. room like you wouldn't even believe so fast. And can we'll hit your diversity quotient, too. Let me throw yeah, out, seriously. casting-wise, Gugum about the raw. <gasps> gimme, yes. gimme. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna get really upset, guys, that we're not running the show because me too. This is so good. I think we should be. She was so good in Undercovers. Yes, she was so good in Undercovers. I miss that show. That was a great show. And what's his name? Boris Kojo. uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. That was a really good show. She would be so good, and she's another one. She can do. She can run the gamut from like really serious to goofy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she'd be a fantastic get. Man. See, I'm yeah, now like, I'm, I am gonna I'm gonna be sad because no matter what they do, it's not gonna live up to like it's not, to the <laughs> these boss great ideas that we have, and it won't be as good as Skinner and Vermont. It won't. <laughs> Skinner's yeah. House of Pancakes. I think it was the House of Pancakes and Lurve. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Um. So yeah, like. Well, and then, like, behind the scenes, like, Chris Carter, I don't know. Like, he was the engine behind the original show, but I think, um, and, like, after, I don't know, when he left, like, it kind of got weird also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's hard to tell, like, where the the real drop, like, what precipitated the drop. Um, but I, I think we've seen that he's not, he's either not interested in doing anything else 
Um, or he's not good at doing anything else. So I guess we'll see if he can catch lightning twice. Yeah. Yeah. He needs it. His soul needs it. <laughs> we need it. We need more 10, we need 10 13s and 11 21s. And yes. All over gotta the place. We got to have it. All over the place. Well, that's an interesting point because, you know, we've mentioned a couple times, like, that there are a couple things that we will point to and say, yeah, the show definitely changed. Um, and perhaps to some extent, to slightly, to a slight extent for the worse, um, when that happened, like when Chris Carter left the show, when they moved production from Vancouver to Los Angeles, um, when Duchovny left the show, and I don't know, it, it's, I'm, I'm sort of not entirely clear on quite what I'm getting at here, but, um, I think there's some interesting, an interesting question about what was it that X-Files centrally was? What was sort of the essence of X-Files? Yeah, because um, I think when he started, what he always said, like the two big, um, like the two big influences that he was looking at were Kolchak the Night Stalker, which is sort of that monster of the week kind of a format, like detective looking at the stuff other people ignore. But the other one was um, All the President's Men. Oh, Yeah. Mm. So it was, like, about that, like, the secret government, like, the corruption kind of thing. Um, and you see that, too. I mean, the influence. I just remember that watching that movie years ago and, and then seeing scenes later where they do the deep throat scenes and Mr. X and just struck by even how they shot it looked very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, the the covert meetings in the parking garage. Right. And well, the, and you know, deep throat. Abandoned. Like, that. He yeah, even names his. Yeah, sorry, I stepped right on that. <laughs> no, no, it, it, but it's, yeah, I I didn't even know that, but it makes total sense now. Yeah, um, and, like, that kind of pervaded the whole run of the show, was, like, that there was this, like, shadowy conspiracy world um, that we couldn't quite access, um, but mm. you get, like, these glimpses of it. That sense of menace. Yeah. Well, Just and as- so, but, like, that was kind of new, like... Watergate was pretty far in the past, like culturally, um, and we kind of were in like the early Clinton era, mm. um, where it was kind of like feel good about your government kind of stuff, like. Mm. Um, but now, like, does that resonate as much? Like, is that a surprising mindset for a show to have? I don't. Still, I was gonna say one of my because... absolute favorite lines, um, like that I respond to internally whenever i encounter some kind of conspiracy theorist comes from x-files like mm-hmm. in the first season the lone gunman episode i think their very first episode where um they're like kind of throwing all their ridiculous theories at Mulder and scully kind of laughs and they're like what you think it's not possible that they'd want to get rid of jfk or something whatever they're weird conspiracy theory of the moment is and she says i think you're giving the government too much credit she's mm-hmm. like they can't manage to balance the budget or manage yeah. crime what makes you think they could plan and execute something of this magnitude um and that that's like a different kind of cynicism mm-hmm. i think from the conspiracy theory type um where it's just like I, I, and I love that. I've remembered that. That's still one of my favorite things when I see some wacko on the internet talking about how clearly 9-11 was an inside job or something. Right. Um, but there was always a sense of menace, but it was always just as likely to be like freak, a freakish act of nature just the universe doing something weird and terrible as it was to be an evil outside force acting consciously right yeah it's interesting now because i feel like a lot of people have a different view of the government than they did you know 20 years ago 25 years ago i mean you've got the whole you know wikileaks thing and you know and that whole controversy so you know with with the fact that all this information is getting released but then you know people are getting in trouble for it it's kind of i mean 
Mulder was right. Mulder was right. There's <laughs> secrets. But, you know, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, it's a different world now. So it would be interesting to see if they would still be able, if they would kind of go the government conspiracy route, if they would maybe make it about something else. Like Jillian Anderson was saying, you know, maybe it could be written so that like aliens were in charge of ISIS or something <laughs> like that. Or the lone gunmen were actually alive and were in, responsible for the North Korea hack. Oh my god! Hack. Yes, like it wasn't North Koreans; it was the lone gunmen. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, but, it's got to be the know, lone gunmen. They have to be alive. Obviously. I'm just going to put oh, my foot yes. down about that no. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, no they question. Would, We're all would, agreed on that. Okay. Yeah, I. That's so. really interesting. Like, um, and that's kind of what I was talking about with that. The ideas that I've seen floating around about, like, um. Like, picking a jumping-off point and making, like, the world radically different. Like, because what we saw in the second movie was the world is largely the same. Like, the alien menace was either defeated, which still does not make any sense that anything that Mulder <laughs> and Scully did could have defeated anything. Because they were so yeah. largely incompetent at it. They solved anything yeah. no, in any they, episode. Right? It was, Their closure rate was, was, like, like, 2%. Like, <laughs> I oh, I'm still... And then... Oh. And then Mulder would write the field reports and get really philosophical, philosophical, and Skinner would just be like, who the hell is letting Mulder write the field reports again? Because he keeps going on about evil yeah. and well, the inner and... Scully's, in the early just, days when they still had her doing the voiceovers, when she was writing up the reports, the she sex got really the philosophical city write-ups. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The sex in the city I write-ups. I would just be like, whose job is it to read all this? Because you know it's Skinner sitting in his office going, man, like, guys. He's like, just so pissed like, every happens? time it comes yeah. in. Like, God, guys, he's I told like, you. He has a drinking game. Yeah. He like he drinks every time. I don't know. Every yeah. time one of them uses a word with more than three syllables, basically. He has signed them up and... for like the business writing seminar like every three <laughs> months. Like, guys, short declarative sentences. That's all you need. Like... I want to watch that episode. It's like all we needed to know was if the case was closed, guys. So and you went on for five pages single space. Yeah. Basically, what we want is Tina Fey writing the X-Files. I kind of do want like... Tina Fey writing the X-Files. How great would that be? Like. Or like oh um the X Files is like a an office oh environment like gosh. sitcom like playing oh. with the camera like every time Mulder starts talking Scully's like looking at the camera like oh Jesus like that epic eye roll that she used to do whenever yes. he starts talking oh it's amazing Mulder just like paints himself into a corner and Scully you know you're on the stand giving evidence as to why this guy shouldn't be released and then you basically just shot yourself on yeah. the foot again possibly yeah. literally knowing Mulder possibly. he might actually <laughs> shoot it's himself totally possible the well then he realizes that he's figuratively shooting himself in the foot and so he gets out of it by literally <laughs> shooting himself in the foot I wouldn't put it past him. So good. Yeah. Scully's side eye is one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed in my entire yes. life. Yes. If I could just be a master, as a master of it as Jillian Anderson is. I'd oh, be, yeah. I'd be golden. Like, could you imagine, like, Jillian Anderson and Tina Fey having an eye roll, like, yes. face off? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I saw a gift set the other day. I'll have to try and track it down so I can put it in the show notes on Tumblr of, like, a 10-second eye roll from scully in an episode that was like it was magnificent that's (laughs) great absolutely magnificent oh man now i now i kind of do want the x-files to come back as like a sitcom yes because the funny episodes are the best episodes like those are the ones that you go back to over and over like nobody nobody gives a crap about the myth arc anymore like and i feel like that is more played out at this point like uh we've had fringe we've had lost we've had all of these like conspiracy genre shows at this point i feel like a comedy would actually be more of a surprise it would be a more yeah. unique, unusual Like they thing. could do Monster of the Week, but make it, you know, Hilarious. make it where it was kind of, yeah, a little a little more tongue-in-cheek where they're kind of referencing past cases right. or, you yeah, know. Yeah, like bad, like and, a, and then doing like a throwback. Right, like a bad blood sensibility. Oh, um, gosh, yes. Like that is a series I think would have better legs than like re- the return to the black oil and um, We the could have all of that too. About, yeah. It would just be, yeah, it'd be... It's sort of, yeah, the 30 Rock or the Archer version. <laughs> the 30 Rock <laughs> version or the Archer version. It was always just my favorite thing where, like, on the when the show was airing, when they would reference past episodes. Like, there's that yes. one episode where Tony Shalhoub is yeah. the guy that has the shadow um, oh, yeah. from, Black, from Black Matter. 
And they're at the beginning of the episode, they're trying to figure out how the guy was murdered, and Scully starts looking in the the like AC duct. Oh yeah. And the one detective is like, yeah. The one detective is like, do you really think he could have come in here? And Scully goes, I don't know. Strange things happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yes. If they just did that the entire show, I would be okay with it. Yeah, that would be great. so great. That referential thing was so much fun. Like when uh when Scully was off on her own and she called Mulder for help, um and you know, like she rattled through the whole like litany of things that it could be but isn't because she ruled them out already. Um like that kind of a moment was the greatest thing cuz there were all stuff that they had had either encountered or that Mulder had proposed before that she had found was not it. Like that because you felt like the history of it. It wasn't just like it reset every week and they went out on a new adventure. It was like yeah. you actually had all these seasons of experience behind it where um, even if Scully didn't believe, like, she would still think like, oh, hey, maybe we should look and see if it's a Jersey Devil. Like, <laughs> maybe this time Mulder's been maybe abducted it's a by. a town full of cannibals. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, maybe there's a werewolf. Like, yeah, maybe there is a guy who's coming through the AC ducts and... um has his bile nest underneath a mall. <laughs> oh, God. God, the Tombs episodes were just the greatest. It's too bad that guy turned out to be such a creep. Yeah. Well, apparently he was actually a creep in real life, too, because I read, they did a Reddit AMA with Jillian and David, and she basically said that he he hit on her Ugh. while they were Ugh. filming and like was at, and it was her birthday and he and he basically made some offer to come to her hotel room Yikes. and she said i i didn't take him up on it and now i'm really glad that i didn't take him up Yikes. on it oh wow like because he was disgusting That's, yeah Ugh. Ugh. like i don't doug hutchison, doug hutchison yeah where where did you go wrong um like I, it's hard to it's hard to blame somebody for the impulse to hit on Jillian Anderson though because she's yeah. just so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. like, dude, there's a time and a place, and I think yeah, come on, dude. Probably. Although I love that they worked it into um, what's the name? One of the lone gunmen who's like in love with Scully. Yeah, they, yeah. They took the they took the relationship because in real life they were always making flirty jokes with each other on set. Oh, that's and, like, cute just joking around so they took that and they turned it into him having a crush oh, on Scully, I like that. And Scully just oh, not that's having really any of it cute. but in, yeah yeah so that's that's the you know that's the non-creepy way yeah. to do yeah. it yeah well, that's actually a really great point because like i was saying about the history of the show like you also felt like the history of the relationship between the people like the ebb and flow of the relationship between Mulder and Scully it was really easy to believe that that was driven by like offset emotions and like mm. I don't know, like, it just seemed like, I don't know, like, they made such a great pair together, and, like, the whole weight of the history of that relationship there, but then also the relationship with Skinner, and then when Doggett came in, and, um, like, he tried to, I think as the character, he tried to step into a role where he was, like, a protector of Scully, which Scully hadn't had before, and so, yeah, like, it was a totally different dynamic that was really neat, and I, you know, I always wondered, like, how much of that was actually driven by what was happening, you know, on the set versus in the writer's room, mm. um, like how much the relationship between the actors. So it would be kind of interesting to see, like, um, if they could bring back people that both of them have worked with outside of the X-Files. Um, like, I don't think Jamie Dornan is going to do anything for <laughs> American <laughs> media again. Like, oh I think he's kind of like, what did I do to myself? But um, like Orlando Jones um, is... Like, I don't know if they're still friends, but they did that movie together. The Oh, yeah. What was the name of it? Evolution. That was the one. Evolution. Yeah. That was when Duchovny thought it was going to be a big movie star. And oh, yeah. Bless him. And it was oh. nothing. Um, but, like, he's got, uh, there's a couple of people that he's worked with repeatedly on, like, Californication. And um, I guess on Aquarius, there's a couple of people he's bring worked with Bring in Mads Mickelson. Bring, oh, my God. Bring in Mads. Could you imagine? Or Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. Surprise so twist. Mads Mickelson is not playing a love, serial killer. I just lo I love Orlando Jones in Sleepy yeah. Hollow. He's so good in Sleepy Ooh, Hollow. And yeah. he has such a under he's such a, a great relationship with the fan yes. base and actually embraces fandom. Like will repost uh fan art and fanfic on his own Tumblr yeah. page and just well, so he has, I like, feel like if he was an X Files storm. He Gosh. would be so good. And like I think Probably the X-Files would get enough of, like, cultural buzz on its own. Um, but we live in a world where if you if you aren't an immediate hit, you're sunk. Like, mm -hmm. 
And I think having a lot more of like relatable, likable characters besides just Mulder and Scully would be a big help with that. Mm. Um, but Orlando Jones, oh man, wouldn't that be great? Like he'd be <laughs> he'd be reblogging fan art. Like, oh gosh, he'd, be I awesome. bet he'd totally be like a a Mulder Scully shipper. He would ship them so hard. <laughs> Which is good because David Duchovny ships Mulder and Crycheck apparently. Does he? He said his favorite he his favorite X Files fanfic that he ever read was a Mulder and Crycheck story. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and just, but then you know, that does not uh, surprise me in the least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I was so close to going to his book signing last week, and oh. I'm kind of kicking myself about it. Yeah. But... Have you read it? Have you uh, either of you read Holy Cow? No, I no. haven't. I I don't know if I want to. I read to. like the first chapter that was online yeah. and I just was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Well, he was a uh, what was he like I don't remember if it was a bachelor's or a master's in like English literature that he walked away from to become an actor. Oh wow. Um but he's always struck me as like the really pretentious kind of English yeah. major. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's gonna write, he's he's gonna be guy in your MFA. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, let's plug that Twitter again. Like, David Duchovny is guy in your MFA. Oh, um. <laughs> I would watch that movie now. I that have would to be funny. David Duchovny as guy in your MFA. So, well, it's just like yeah. I mean, the whole plot of the book too. He's writing about a cow and a pig and some like a chicken that go to like make a journey to find enlightenment oh, or God. something like that and, and and i was reading the first chapter which is supposed to be from the perspective of the female cow oh, who's the main character and i'm just i'm like is this just david duchovny just opening up a word doc and just typing like it doesn't oh i'm getting no I think my eyes are here. stuck in like roll permanent i yeah. i'm really glad you guys can't see my face and it's like <laughs> Hit myself and unstick my eyes here because I'm uh, rolling. With I, too I hard. read these things so no one else has to. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, good for him. <laughs> he got a book published. That's... Yeah. All right. Good for him. And Jillian did too. Oh, did she? That's true. Yeah. She, she partnered to write a book that is apparently supposed to be a, an ongoing series, like a trilogy. Huh. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's called a. A Vision of Fire or something. Oh, I was yeah. going to read it. She she co-wrote it with someone kind of in the middle of while she was doing several different TV shows. And um, it's essentially supposed to be, I mean, I think the character is basically like Scully Light where she, where she's a little bit of a skeptic, but then it turns out there's this greater conspiracy happening. And she, I think she, I don't know, there's some kind of virus. I don't know. I, I right. have skimmed it. I've heard it, it's and... decent. Yeah. I think I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, I got decent reviews, but it was funny because they asked her on the Nerdist podcast. They're like, well, what do you want to pitch? And she's like, well, I did write a book, but also the fall. <laughs> like, she didn't even really want to. She she's didn't like, even really eh. want to promote it that much. So that says a lot right there. All right. She's like, eh, I just love fine. her on the fall. Oh, don't even get me started. I mean, I wrote a whole thing, a whole article about why she's amazing yes. and why her character is amazing. And I mean, I think the fact that it's a male showrunner, hmm. but writing such a, a, a strong female mm-hmm. character, like unapologetically feminist and, you know, and, and just does not care what anyone else thinks. I mean, I could go on and on about her in that yeah. show because it's just, it's so It wonderful. really is. Um, the, the, the line that she delivers that repurposes that, um, the Atwood quote, the, Men are oh, yeah. men are worried that they're going to get laughed at, and women are worried that they're going to be murdered. Like it was so powerful. Like, and the whole thing is too is it's well, it's she's she's talking to uh, Merlin, uh, whatever that actor's <laughs> name is. He's on the show, um, and he's basically asking her like, "What's the basis of your obsession with this guy? Um, you know, why are why do you care so much about this case?" Like he kind of insinuates that she has some weird sexual attraction to him. God. And she's like, uh, no, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a powerful scene yeah. for sure. I mean, she even says at one point, everybody starts out as female. Maleness is like a birth mm-hmm. defect. Like, that's a line that gets dropped. Nice. She punches a guy in the nose because he tries to sexually assault her and, and doesn't listen when she says no. Like, 
Oh, it's amazing. I could, there's so many scenes that. Yeah, everybody just needs to run out and watch it immediately. And we're, I'm going to, um, link to your article about how great she is in the show notes too. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Everybody needs that primer. Like, <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I mean, try not to watch it all in one sitting because that's what I do every time a new season comes on. But it's one of those shows where you literally can't yeah. stop. Like once you put once you put it in, you should just know that you're going to be there for the next. I haven't hours. started see, uh, series two yet because I know that's exactly what's going to happen, and I don't have eight hours <laughs> to <laughs> devote to sitting there, um, watching the beard and and Jillian Anderson. Um, but it's so oh so good. She's yeah, great. I mean, I'm really hoping they bring it back for a third series. Um, that I think right now i mean they left it at a point i'm not going to spoil the ending obviously but they left it at a point where it's kind of a cliffhanger but at the same time if it does get canceled which i'm hoping it won't it's kind of a satisfying ending in the same sense i don't know i don't want to i don't want to talk too much about it because it's it's really good but um yeah the the other good thing is that it's a british show so it's only about five or to seven ish episodes every series yeah if you really do want to sit down and take an afternoon to watch it, then it's going to be a really good decision. <laughs> and then come and then come talk to me about it because I have a lot of feelings about uh, Stella Gibson and just the way that female relationships are portrayed in the oh. show. And she has a little bit of a, a uh, interest between her and uh, Archie Punjabi, who's from mm-hmm. The Good Wife, but she also plays like a pathologist on the show. So there's a little there's a little tension there. That's nice. <laughs> well, yeah. That, so, like, watching the fall, I'm like, do I really need an X Files reboot? I could just watch. I could just watch this and pretend Scully moved to England and changed her name, like part of witness protection or something. <laughs> like the other idea I had was <laughs> Scully. Scully shows up with blonde hair because Jillian Anderson has blonde hair right now, and everybody just goes. Oh, <laughs> Surprise! Like, even Mul- Mulder's like, "What did you?" do and then she comes back and she's like slightly british that would yes. be so funny because i mean because jillian anderson's accent changes depending on what country she's in yes it's kind of amazing oh man that red hair that's got to come back though i don't yes. think i don't think no, you can reboot scully as a blonde no no it would be funny not. if she just showed up like that though that would it be w- hilarious yeah. funny that would be good <laughs> Or there's the whole scene where she has to dye her hair back. Yes. <laughs> and then she comes out with the Scully red and everybody goes, oh, yeah. that's better. Thank you, Scully. Oh, maybe they're, maybe they're undercover would... and that's why she has blonde hair. That would oh, be good. Yes. That's that a good idea. Witness yeah. protection. Or they had to, um, they were fake married again. Again. Undercover somewhere. <laughs> Essentially, uh, Mulder was undercover as Hank Moody <laughs> from, Cali- from Californication. <laughs> It was the whole time was actually a moment. Surprise. Yes. Just, you know, yeah. sleeping with like 20 year olds and getting drunk. And Scully's just in the corner, like frowning at him the whole time. Yeah. Like Scully's in Ireland catching a serial killer. Like, yeah, she's been, yeah, she was seconded to like the Met. And so she's been off doing her job uh, while he's like dicking around in California. <laughs> I think we've got it, guys. I think Dialogue rings true. We're just going to... That, that, that sounds about right. We're going to get this mixed up and we're going to send it to Fox and it's just going to be our interview. You're welcome. <laughs> this, is, this is our demo. We're going to be your new showrunners for the X-Files There you reboot. go, Fox. Enjoy. Good stuff in here. Yeah. Oh, quality television oh, yeah. right now. Totally not at all just because we want to amuse ourselves. I think it'll really... <laughs> Amuse a wider audience as well. I think, yeah. I feel like there's a, a really, there's a broad appeal. Yeah. Happening. Look, Parks and Rec so. is going away this week. So clearly there is room for another workplace government comedy. Yeah. And I think, I think we've got the one. I think, I think we've got we it. All, all the pieces are in place. We do. Yeah. We're all set. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap it up then. Um, so we can get this off to Fox and we can get started right <laughs> away on the new show. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so Carly Lane, thank you for joining us to talk about the X Files this yeah. week. Um, where Yay. can we, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I am on Twitter, and I know how to pronounce my own Twitter username, but I always stumble on it. So it's Equiva Carly. Um, and then I am also on Hello Giggles, so you can find me under Carly Lane there. 
I write. All right. Yeah, and I'll link to your um, Stella Gibson article because I was I was just sitting at my desk reading it like yes, like after every point, like yes, exactly. Um, so I think everybody will get a big kick out of that. Uh, you can find us, Bossy Britches, on the internet Scully! at realbossybritches.com. And we're uh, on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at OCFairer. And you can find Jules at Jules Has Tweets. So thanks again, Carly, for joining us. This was really fun. Yes, it was. Thank you. Thanks.